Well, the world is watching with bated breath as we head from uh, Waimumu to Sydney about what's happening in the Red Sea and the Suez Canal and all the shipping problems we are having. To tell us more about it, he's an expert in the field. His name is Stefan Vogel. He's the GM of Rabo Research for Australia and New Zealand. Stefan, how big a deal is this and how much is it going to cost New Zealand exporters and importers? Well, it's actually developing into a rather big deal. Um, You would think, well, it's far away from New Zealand and uh, it shouldn't make a big difference, but we are in a very globalized market. And if you think about a country like New Zealand that is heavily export-oriented, but also brings a lot of things in in our daily life, not only on farm, like machinery parts or chemicals, but also just everything we're touching, it somehow comes usually into those boxes and uh, ships around the world on on a bigger vessel. So with that... Um, we are actually very much depending on the region. And if you think about the region, um, you would think, well, there are a couple of pirates. How can it be that they derail the whole global trade? But they actually are. It is a very large part of the Red Sea that somehow needs to be controlled and protected. And a lot of those big shipping companies see more and more incidents, and they get more severe also, the incidents, with uh, more damages on some of the vessels done Um, the U.S. and other military forces trying to protect. But a lot of vessels usually going through the Suez Canal, and that's the shortcut that many trade routes are taking. Uh, If you think about Europe to Asia, pretty much every vessel that would go that way is going through the canal. Even a lot of the east coast of the U.S. would probably go through that canal. And uh, as soon as they can't, and a lot of shipping companies these days figure they cannot do that risk anymore, and even if they want to take the risk, the cost of insurance are rather high. The cost for the ship owners are probably a little higher. So with that, a lot of them are taking the decision, let's move around the continent of Africa, and that adds 10, 15 days in the mix. And that extra time takes capacity out of the market because very quickly that vessel is not available anymore for the next capa- load and the next time to empty containers, bring new containers, and so on. With that, we've seen uh, container freight rates having... Uh, more than doubled uh, from early December to the end of January, for example. And uh, that is just something that we have to pay as consumers when we bring goods in that we want to consume. Stefan, could there be a silver lining to this dark cloud for us here in New Zealand as an, and Australia, for that matter, as exporting nations? We've got better access, obviously, to Asia than the Europeans. Well, and uh, if you think about this, yes, uh, clearly some of the volumes we're shipping out of New Zealand Um, We don't have to go through the canal, but whatever goes in containers, still we need to pay those higher costs. The good thing is, however, that we don't have those extra 10, 15 days compared to, for example, our competitors out of Europe. So there's a little bit of a silver lining on that side. And those who are dealing with bulk, and I know New Zealand is not big on that one, um, but some of that uh, bulk that is coming in or going out, we also clearly see that uh, the bulk vessels have not reacted with freight rates as much as the container ships. So with that, there's still a little bit of silver lining, and clearly um, the world market always looks at costs. So for our exports, on the one side, we may be a little bit better off than Europe. On the other side, we need to see if the situation gets worse, if the shipping companies may stick rather to their preferred um, routes. And the preferred routes is often Europe-China or U.S.-China and back. So with that, um, we've seen that during the COVID times that in Australia and New Zealand, we somehow struggled a bit to find containers because a lot of shippers tried to stay on the higher margin routes and uh, avoided a little bit our region. So with this, 
um, a lot can still happen, uh, and we actually think it's going to take quite a while to resolve that Red Sea issue because it's not so easy to just say, oh, it's over when the U.S. sends two more vessels or if Australia gets involved or others. Um, but there are many, many Houthis attacking many, many vessels, and uh, protecting those commercial vessels is rather a difficult task. And just finally, on a lighter note, you're an economist. Uh, you're in charge of research for Rabobank in Australia and New Zealand. Talking about things that affect economies, Tay-Tay's at your place. She's in Australia. Are you going along to Taylor Swift? Well, I, I don't. Uh, even so, I think she's doing some good music. But uh, no, I won't go to those concerts. But yes, uh, it is a big thing. Uh, she's mobilizing a lot of people. And uh, I have to admit, more and more of my female colleagues were watching the NFL the other day because her boyfriend was playing there. So with that... Uh, I think she has an influence not only on the economy, but also on the behaviour of uh, watching National Football League in the US and the Super Bowl there. Good stuff. Stefan Vogel out of Rabobank, GM of Rabo Research for Australia and New Zealand. Thanks for your time on the country. Thanks very much for having me. Have a good day.